exclusive podcast from Impact 89 FM. WDBM East Lansing. Welcome to Impact Exposure. Exposure is 88.9 The Impact's one-hour forum discussing relevant issues affecting the MSU community. And now, tonight's Exposure. 88.9 FM WDBM East Lansing. This is the Impact, and this is a special edition of Impact Exposure. This is Impact Sex Exposure. Yay! It's Tuesday, Woo-hoo! March 13th, 2007. We have a very enthusiastic panel, uh, and uh, it's actually 70 <laughs> degrees in East Lansing, if you did not notice today. So I hope you've been out and about, and we have everyone, uh, yes, yes, we do have applause in the studio as well. <laughs> Put your radio um, out on the porch. That's yes, right. Because we're us. going to have a sexy time. <laughs> yes, yes, we are. In fact, if you just tuned in, uh, it is 7 o'clock. And why don't we go around right now real quick and just uh, say who's here in this awesome panel. Uh, I am Andrew. I'm an employee at Olin Health Center. My name is Casey. I'm a student employee at Olin Health Center. Erin, health educator at Olin. Rhonda, nutritionist at Olin. All right. Well, uh, thank you so much for coming on to another edition of Sexposure here. Thank you very much. Um, Taking callers tonight. We are. The uh, the number, because we're going to get into some really good issues uh, this show, is uh, area code. Uh, it's uh, 517-432-3893, 432-3893. And just really, really interesting stuff. It's it's 70 degrees outside, and... I think we said that. As, as we did, because it's the first... I haven't yeah. said that for months, so... You I'm, didn't mention that we're inside. Yeah. <laughs> cannot emphasize that enough. We, we are inside, but when I turn around, I see the sun out, I see grass instead of snow, so I am... Yeah. I'm very pumped. But this is a time where, I mean, you see people outside. I mean, more exercise is taking place, more uh, fitness. People are, you know, shedding their long sleeves and wearing T-shirts and shorts, everything. And the topic of the show is about body image. And uh, so I thought maybe, you know, I mean, whatever would work for for helping people um, in this time. is kind of like a transition period, you know. It's like winter is going out. and But this is a year-round issue. So mm-hmm. uh, what have you got for us? Well, we can go anywhere with this. I think we're all really comfortable that this is a pretty broad topic. Right. Yeah. And um, tonight we want to focus a little bit on body image and sexuality because certainly how you feel about your body affects how you relate, communicate in a sexual relationship. So I think we definitely want to cover that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you bring up a point, too, that now this is the first day of summer, which probably will end yeah. <laughs> shortly, but we're going to really enjoy it. And people start to shed layers where you can cover up all winter Though, I, granted, probably a lot of students are just coming back from spring break where they mm-hmm. probably were able to do that then. True. But, it, you know, it does make you a little more conscious of your body. Um, certainly, you know, trying on summer clothes, bathing suit shopping, that kind of thing. So, yeah, so we can cover all kinds of topics. And, you know, and tonight is not really about solving issues of body image. It's about at least bringing up the issue and, you know, and hope and thinking about things in a different way. Yeah. So we definitely encourage people to call in because this is a very a crucial itch, issue, I think, in, in our culture today. Absolutely. Definitely. And, and if this is something that you've been thinking about, you're listening right now, and you have questions because you don't really know who to ask or, you know, what to what to do, again, uh, thank you for tuning in. This is uh, Body Image and Sexuality. The phone number uh, to call in is 432-3893. And if you do call in, we have prize packs to give away. So um, if you call in with a question, comment, concern, uh, want to update us on the weather, if it's getting warmer outside, which Makes I... Feel so bad that we're <laughs> <laughs> um, you will um, get a prize pack with... It's called the Casey Prize Pack, and I'm Casey. I put it together. It has some <laughs> condoms, some lube. We've got some different flavors of lube. We've got some lube that warms up. We've got some condoms that are different colors, different textures. Um, and we also have um, Douglas J massages. So we even throw in some Twix bars. I think we can throw in some chocolate. <laughs> and we've got some Twix bars. So um, yes, yeah. since it is body image this week. And so if you call in with a with a question, comment, or concern, you'll get one of those prize packs. So that number is just in case I've missed it. Sure, it's four three two three eight nine three, and uh, yeah. Well, so let's, let's get into about, it. Yeah, let's talk about body image because what we know—I mean, we all know a huge amount of statistics. I mean, they're on the cover of Cosmopolitan and Marie Claire and all of those crazy magazines. When you walk, you know, you're trying to check out of the grocery store and you've just bought all of your healthy organic food, and <laughs> and now you're Why? looking at pictures of <laughs> of not even real people on the cover of magazines and you're feeling bad about yourself because they're telling you that, you know, uh, the majority of Americans are overweight and we're having an, an epidemic of 
large people. It's the Photoshop diet, right? Yeah, the Photoshop <laughs> diet. No. <laughs> so, I mean, so what do we do with these statistics that are bombarding us? The 80% of women over the age of 18 are involved in some sort of dieting behavior. So what? I mean, we know it. We're not fixing it. Yeah. And where so. do you go with that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it really brings, I think that people think that, well, there, well, a couple things I can go with this, but one of them is that they still think that dieting is the solution. Mm-hmm. And somehow that's going to make you achieve this body that maybe genetically we're never predetermined to have anyway. Yeah. And um, the other is that we have this sort of narrow view about weight, that how our body should look is defined by our BMI, for example, instead of, now, where do I, where am I actually the healthiest? Where am I actually my body meant to be? Which, again, goes back to genetics. But why do we allow ourselves to sort of buy into the idea of someone says, well, your BMI is 28 or 30, then you must be obese? And what does yeah. BMI mean? I'm sorry. Doesn't everyone know? <laughs> yeah. Actually, actually, probably too I many people did know. research for the show. Yeah. <laughs> probably scary how many people really do know it. But yeah. wait, I actually, actually, it's I actually kind of scary to think that so many people know it. Do you know school, what it is? Well, high school. I'm thinking of health class in high school, but I forget what it is. It was probably a test question. I, it, it was, and you know what? I knew it for that one hour when I was taking the test, and then I stopped. And that's that really a right. good sign that you don't actually know. It's a body mass index. It's ah, a okay. yeah. way of assessing your weight for your height, and if it's within what's considered. Uh, an appropriate level or on the uh, either side of that. Though we tend to be more concerned with the other side of it in terms of the larger BMI versus the smaller BMI. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's kind of interesting to me because I was just picking up this article on media and body image, and it talked about how we put so much focus because you brought the whole obesity issue and yeah. people, are, people are so overweight. We don't put nearly the same amount of energy in how about eating disorders, anorexia, for example, or bulimia, which is they're certainly connected in terms of distorted body image in relationship with food. Yeah. Sure. And we don't really think about that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, and this is something that I was kind of wondering um, – I actually work also part-time at like a grocery store. And of course, you know, you see all the magazines. Um, How much do you think people are, I guess I want to say subconsciously affected by it? Like, you know, when you walk by the magazine rack and you kind of look around and you say, oh, well, whatever, you know, it's just like kind of a subconscious glance. I mean, this is something that is deeply affecting us, you know, psychologically, mentally, um, and physically, obviously. Um, Do you think that in the future, this type of trend where, you know, this, this kind of popularity of, you know, not even seeing real people on magazines. I mean, we see it all over the place. Do you see the trend increasing as the future goes on? Or do you think that maybe with more awareness and things like that, we can start to hopefully start and turn the boat around a little bit? It's I such mean, a nice idea. <laughs> <laughs> in a I perfect was. world, that's what we would aim for, I yeah. think. But if, if, I think if you look back in history, even even a hundred years, the I mean, it's it's just like fashion almost. It's it's a trend that, I mean, it, it changes with time, but it it doesn't change the fact that media and um, society affect individuals and what and how they perceive themselves mm-hmm. um, within that society. A um, hundred years ago, it was the fashionable thing to be a little more plump, and now it's the opposite of that. And it's just it's it kind of changes with the times, but the the factor that stays the same is how media maybe media less then than now but society in general affected people individually and i think i think the sad thing is that it's not just weight you know weight is is one of the things that you know a lot of people worry about but it's also mm-hmm. is my nose too big or my boobs big enough you know am i do i have you know am i muscular enough you know and it's it's so many things that that are your body image, not just your weight or your height, but also, you know, every single physical characteristics that, that people, it seems like everyone has one or two of those, you know, I wish I could change this about myself. And, yeah. you know, absolutely. It's, and it's, and even like, if you look culturally, I mean, if you look at a lot of hip hop and rap videos, it's, it's not about being small and frail, but about where you're round in certain places and where you're really flat and tight in other places. So it's not just about having this overall stick thin mes- me- you know, message, mm-hmm. but it's about, you know, having a big butt and about having, you know, flat abs and having large breasts, but having really thin legs. I mean, so it's, it's this complete mixed message where it's like, a woman herself as an entirety is not enough. It's, it's parts. certain parts. Parts. The focus on parts. Yes. But um, when you're talking about all that, when you're talking about body image, I realize we didn't really define body image. Mm-hmm. We defined yeah. BMI. 
<laughs> but we didn't really define body. I mean, now I can go back in time and ace that. <laughs> yeah, because you bring up the point, it's, it's not about weight. And body image isn't about what you really are. It's about how you perceive yourself, which could be so totally disconnected to reality. Because you look in the mirror and you can see something completely different. And again, it gets back to this whole thing. How we focus on our body externally has more to do with, it's, called, it's about a language of fat. It's about how we actually feel about ourselves, about what's going on in our life. It's almost a speak sort of to say of, I might feel really anxious, but instead of saying I feel really anxious, I might say, oh, do I look fat in this? Which is such a common question for people to ask. Do you think I look fat in this? Maybe you're going through a job interview. Maybe you have a big test. Maybe you've got a big date. Any of those things can be happening, but you can't really name them, so you focus what's going on for you externally, because that's pretty normal in our culture to mm-hmm. say, I think I look fat in this, versus... You know, I look great. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, but I'm really upset about this. You know, we sort of miscommunicate because it I feels more comfortable. I think it's a harder question to say, do I look pretty in this than do I look bad in this? It's right. so much harder to ask somebody to tell you you're pretty rather than, you know. Oh, but you bring up the question. If you ask that question, if someone said, yeah, you do, would you believe them? Yeah. Me personally, sure. yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> Good, because there are a lot of people who would say, I know. They're just saying that because they're my friends. <laughs> right. Yeah, I think right. it's even. Is, would even be more appropriate to be able to say, I look great in this. Mm-hmm. I sure. love my body. I look great in this. Because you're still, yeah. even if you ask someone, you're still looking for outside approval. And right. I think it's really about trying to figure out, you know, can I approve of myself? Because, you know, you're trying to love yourself first. Mm-hmm. I think we talk about that in healthy relationships, that if you don't love yourself and appreciate yourself, that you can't love and appreciate something, mm-hmm. you know, someone else. Which is where the sexuality part of this show comes in. Congratulations, Erin. Segway. I'm trying to bring sex <laughs> into it every single time. Wow, we're on page four already. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. Good job, Well, this, yeah. this is uh, Impact Sex Exposure, and the phone, phone uh, line number is 432-3893. And uh, yes, this is where the uh, sexuality part comes into, because, and I think uh, you bring up a really good point, too, Erin, because people tend to focus too much on the negative sometimes. And, and, and um, I mean, just as Casey said, sometimes it's harder to f- bring out the positives than kind of eliminate the negatives. Um, one of the things, and this was actually uh, the book, The Good Body by Eve Ensler, mm-hmm. and uh, one of the excerpts says at the very end is, um, we don't need to worry about, you know, abandoning our bodies or completely changing. We need to grow into ourselves. We need to grow into our bodies. Um, I actually wanted to ask uh, all of you, what do you think that means to our listeners right now? I mean, they might be thinking, well, no, I have to go to the gym. I have to change myself. What does is, what is growing into ourselves mean? It means sort of accepting yourself and really being at peace with, hey, this is my body and I'm going to make the best of it. And I'm okay with that. You know, it's her line in there too about something's not broken, you don't really need to fix it. Yeah. Right. You know, I think is really, really key here, and it goes along with that same statement, that this is about, you know what, I'm okay. If somebody else has a problem, that's their problem. Right. Mm-hmm. This is me. That's their interpretation of right. how Or their own you know. issues on you or whatever. But the thing is, they have to be comfortable with themselves, and you have to be comfortable with yourself. And so I think she's saying it's about acceptance, about really saying, you know what, I'm going to be in my body in the moment, this is it. I don't need to change it. And it's sometimes the reality in our society that some people aren't comfortable with themselves unless they are putting their judgments on other people. So right. learning to understand that about other people, which, I mean, not, isn't necessarily always the case, but being able to understand, understand that about other people and not let it affect you uh, as much as it can. To not take it personally, which can be very difficult, especially if you have your own vulnerabilities around this issue. Mm-hmm. It can be yeah. very hard not to take it personally. Well, and it's hard also when you're comparing yourself to, to other people. You know, you always think, oh, she's, she or he are, is so much more attractive than me. Um, but you don't really know what's going on with them either. You know, you're comparing your shaky insides to, to their perfect exterior that you're seeing, but you don't know what's going on. It's amazing how many people never question that. They just look at the outside and go, They've got, they've got it together. They've got it together. Everywhere else they've got it together. And, and they perfect. could be a complete basket case. <laughs> right. <laughs> Exactly. I don't want to be like that person who seems so common. Yeah, it's always greener on the other side. Well, and, and that's one of the things, actually, I was having a conversation with um, one of my buddies the other day, and he was all, you know, oh, man, I really got to work out more. I got to, it's, you know, it's it's springtime, it's seven degrees, I really got to go to the gym. And, you know, I want to look like the guys in the, in the movies, you know. And, and that's the thing that I, I kind of realized over the past few years is that 
when you bring up the music videos or the movies, um, stuff like that sells because, like all entertainment, like music, it's giving us something that isn't really in society or in reality uh, all, like, 100% of the time. Like, exactly. I mean, when you're walking down the street, our society... I mean, not every, not no one, not any, you know, huge shot is going to be walking around, you know, ripped and just perfect. That's not, that's not what it is. That's why music videos and movies and all that stuff sells because it's giving you something that, that doesn't exist. So I think that's a really good point is that, you know, everyone's trying to pursue this. Well, I want this to be my reality. I want this, you know, especially when it's, you know, springtime. And I mean, this is year round, but it's whole body image and sexuality. And I want to make a statement about myself just like they do in the movies and the music yeah. videos. Except and but reality it doesn't exist. TV. Yeah. I mean, look at reality TV. Yeah. We have uh, Sweet 16. Oh, okay, don't. Uh, <laughs> no. Wait a second. I mean, yeah, really. Oh, this, uh, even, this is even further off of body image. I mean, we've completely internalized entertainment and tried to make entertainment real life. And it's scary. In one stat that's from MSU's campus is that 40% of those at or below the recommended weight have reported trying to lose weight. And that's right here on MSU, you know, it's like really good. And well, then the majority are a normal weight. Right. I would consider it be appropriate BMI. Yeah. <laughs> uh, appropriate, okay. Appropriate. BMI. I thought you brought up a good point, too, um, in pointing out that you, you didn't necessarily point it out directly, but the fact that body image is overall generally may be considered more of a female issue mm -hmm. when it really is a male and female issue and it's growing in males sure. um you know things like steroid use um you know exercising all that stuff um it's becoming it's growing to be more and more of an issue um and it's because of you know these societal images that we have i remember seeing a comedian a couple of years ago um and i thought it was i mean it was kind of a funny point but it, it was almost kind of true too there's all this focus on, you know, getting ripped and being super strong and things like that. And really that's kind of a vestigial thing from our past. Um, as, as men, we had this, uh, this onus on us that we had to be strong and protective and all this stuff when we really don't live in a society anymore where we're going out and getting into battles all the time, things like that. Oh yeah. We live in a <laughs> pretty, wait, you're not a pretty tame society. <laughs> I was pretty right. sure that you, now, you and, Andrew, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but we still have those societal pressures on us to sure. be this, you know, yeah. You know, last Hulk. time I picked up a sword and raided a village was, <laughs> well, it was last it's been, ago. Yeah. It's been a while. But, you, know. you bring up a really Go good point because yeah. I think I talked about this last time I was on here about body image, but uh, a researcher in LA that I, that gave a presentation at a conference I was at, went in and went into a lot of plastic surgeons' office to the just men's um, want to change parts of their body, and uh, interviewed the men and to try to find out why all of a sudden this escalation in plastic surgery with men. And none of them were there because their women wanted them to be there. They were there because they felt like they needed to be changed in some way, and that she got her research showed that part of the reasons that this was had such big impact on men now had to do with uh, an increase in ma male underwear ads at that time a lot of them <laughs> yeah. and oh, also wow. the increase in availability of pornography um so that That's visually and again it gets back to the whole issue with men and women that how much co computer alteration can be done in those cases mm -hmm. and but people still take it in as i could do something to look somewhat like that if mm. not like that Right. And you can just see, you can, you can completely generate a, a person who's not even real. But how many people don't really think about that in magazines and movies and so on? You know, like Julia Roberts' legs, body wasn't used in Pretty Woman. And people think it's her. And, you know, different right. things that we don't, even though we know that, we don't really allow ourselves to sort of process it and go, the person I'm looking at probably isn't even the person I'm really looking at. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. So why am I trying to be like that person? I, I mean, t to me as well, it's, it's like, you know, and this is this goes for, I think, um, people listening right now, whether you're a student or, you know, what whatnot, is we all have goals. Our society puts certain things on pedestals, really good job security in terms of, you know, really good um, property or at least having the ability to manage your own finances, everything. And so now... Is and happiness coming And happiness, well, yeah. <laughs> well, the pursuit of I think that happiness. should be, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, the exactly. Movie. I mean, yeah. hopefully you can be... You can be happy. Um, and you should go for that first. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And uh, I want to ask you, is it all almost like um, kind of body image is taking up one of those pedestals? Is it kind of also raising itself up to the point where everyone's like, well, I'm going to school because I you know, want to get a good job. Well, okay. that makes. Or I'm doing healthy activities because I want to be happy. 
But is now body image taking a pedestal of its own? Is it is it getting stronger and stronger in recent years? Is the media taking on more of I mean, a parents role? Parents doing things to kids so that <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because yeah. if you're and Eve Asensler's the good body thing. If she mentions about parents having kids' ribs, their children's ribs taken out so that they're you know can be look smaller. I mean, it's been done in the modeling industry. So now I, I didn't realize people were doing it with younger children. Um, I'm not sure that that's this country. But, but it doesn't really matter, right? Right? Because I mean, she talks about all the other countries yeah. that are doing doesn't. Okay. And but and I remember when I first got in this field several years ago, going to a study where they interviewed parents. Um, large, it was a very large study across the country. When the primary thing that the parents wanted for their kids, which again, I, you know, I joke about happiness, but that's what I want for my kids. Sure, is that's the rest the falls goal. into place if you're really feeling good about where you're at. Um, was to be attractive. That was the primary that was thing. The primary that, concern for because they were worried about what happened to their kids if they weren't attractive. And there's a pretty clear message for the kids wow. then to right. live up to that, even if they don't even say that. Well, if you look at that article that came out um, about now being able to select certain genes, or, or in mm-hmm. the future being able to select certain genes oh, for right. your children, yeah, and. Most parents would say they would, you know, select to not have their child be obese. Actually, there is a stat, and honestly, I can't remember it right now, but about the percentage of parents who would abort a baby if they found out that it had the potential to be um, obese or overweight. I mean, oh, this is like self-selection really around scary, body image. It yeah. is so ingrained. A lot of issues. Yeah. <laughs> Another whole show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's scary to think a whole that show about yeah, et cetera. <laughs> So you think about how do you change a culture that is so focused mm-hmm. externally? Exactly. And it's it almost seems like it's taking on um, a psychological role of complete, if you are, you know, beautiful or if you please everyone with your looks, you will be psychologically sound, you will be financially sound. I mean, again, with um, the Good Body book, it immediately talks about the war in Iraq and how people feel, even subconsciously, they may not even realize they're doing it, but, you know, well... As long as, you know, as long as I have a good body, as long as, um, you know, with sexuality, I, you know, make myself more attractive, everything will fall into place. And one of the things that was um, that we were going to talk about before the show as well was with the Sexual Etiquette 101 book. It was talking about relationships and sexuality. And it was talking about how, um, like, there was a little cartoon in the book which which said, you know, the the guy was like, you know, when will she see her body the way I see her body? And things like that. So, I mean, is it is it almost like, and we were talking about you want to please others, but it's, it's really about taking it and turning it inward and pleasing yourself. Because if you're comfortable with yourself, you're going to be confident in a sexual relationship. You're going to be confident. If you're not comfortable, you may end up having a relationship with someone because you feel like that's all you deserve. Or you don't know how to say no because you don't know how to... This person wants to go to bed with you and you're worried no one else will. Or you won't be able to speak what you need to speak. Exactly. And tell people what you need. Absolutely. Right, Right. because you're not comfortable. I remember um, when when I was a freshman in college, I was in... Olin Health Center sex troupe, and I had a line. That's it's a theater troupe that does skits about sex in the dorms. I learned a lot. And um, <laughs> and um, it required a little bit of explanation. I think. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. That number is yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I had a line about you know. I really love it when you touch and kiss my breasts. And I got the script, and I was like, how am I going to make that not sound cheesy? That's so cheesy. Who says that? And now I'm like, well, people who like it when they tell their, <laughs> their breasts are touched and kissed, and yeah. they want their partner to know that. And those words, I mean, at the time I was pretty insecure with my body, and I would never have said something like that, you know. And now my parents are listening, so I don't want to talk about the things that I do say about my butt. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know. But I think it's, it's so important that we use those words and that we talk about you know, first of all, what we need, and we use the appropriate terms for them. Right. Because, I mean, when you when you step around the issue and when you stop asking for what you need specifically, you get miscommunication and all of those things that leads to a breakdown of the relationship because you're not asking for what you need and you're not communicating effectively. So I think when we find it normal to say things like breasts and vagina and penis and we start asking each other for what we really need, I mean, that's where we start communicating more effectively. 
And if you've ever listened to the show before, you know that Owen Health Center is pretty big on communication as far as being an important part of a relationship, any relationship. Absolutely. And you can have a relationship with anybody from your roommate to a coworker to a professor to you know, a, a romantic relationship, and we're not talking about just relationships so in general. About sexual. But, <laughs> I mean, we're not just talking about sexual relationships, but relationships in general, asking for what Dennis, you Dennis, don't listen. Yeah, I <laughs> know <laughs> I'm not encouraging you to talk about your press with your professor. With your professor, hey! <laughs> that is not what we're saying. Oh, I think you might get in trouble. But what I'm saying is right. just having a relationship and being able to ask for what you need. And also, on the other side, when you're talking to someone about what you need and how you feel is that that person clarifying what it is you're saying yes. and being comfortable to say what I'm hearing is is that what you really is that what you're meaning to say you know mm-hmm. so that they have the you know the truth about what you're saying and that just mm-hmm. can do so much for a relationship mm-hmm. Absolutely. any kind <laughs> <laughs> and you actually, you actually oh uh, you're listening to impact exposure I just thought I should say that sex exposure it's four three two three eight nine three that is the number if you have any questions concerns and actually uh, you bring up a good point because um, with the statistic about MSU especially, uh, what can students do? And people who are listening to the show right now, uh, but especially on MSU's campus, if they have questions or concerns, what are some of the things that they can do? Are there any um, programs or websites or where can where can they go if there's any uh, any questions? Especially now, you know, like we were talking about, it's 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 as time goes on, more and more uh, media, and there's this intense you know intensification of just you know I need to please others, forget about myself. Um, where can people go if they have questions? Oh, they can start by calling in today at 432 <laughs> uh, We also have an anonymous uh, question uh, submittal, I guess, Boy, forum so on our, uh, on our website line. called Bodyline. It's at olin.msu.edu. Um, okay, so and if then you just click just on like, I just want the question to be answered. I don't know yep. who I am. Okay. And we'll get you a response within the week, I think it is. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll just send you one an email. Um, and then we'll post them. We post all of our body line. I mean, your question may already be posted on there. We we post all our answers uh, on the website there, so you can look through without them. Your and, name. <laughs> yeah, without your name. But there's lots of good uh, questions and answers on there. And, um, so take a look. Well, we actually do have a caller right Yay. now, so uh, definitely. And uh, let's, let's put them on. You are listening to Impact Exposure. How you doing? Hi, great. How are you guys? Good. Not too bad. Doing just good. <laughs> great. Well, I've got a question for you if you've got a minute. Sure. Sure, of course. Yeah, Fire away. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> a little more than a minute. Yeah. I think it's been a great show so far, and I want to compliment all of you on, uh, on confronting these topics. Um, and I was wondering that uh, for everyone listening, maybe you could talk a little bit about um, some steps you could take to confront someone with an eating disorder. Um, that's the first part. And then also um, maybe some uh, resources on campus um, where you could refer to someone with an eating disorder. Great. Thank you so much. That's yeah, an excellent uh, yeah. question. If you stay on the line and talk to our producer, we can get you a prize pack. Okay, great. And you can also stand on the line and talk to us right now as we're talking about these right. things. But I just want to make sure I got that out there before we forgot. So, confronting with an eating disorder. Right. And get this, I get this question a lot um, because it's very scary to confront someone if, if you've ever had to do it. And because the person who, want, who you're going to confront, it, you don't know how they're going to take that, if they're going to really get angry, which is often the case. But the, what, there are some real steps that I, would, that I would say that would help you a lot to do that is, one, always use the I voice. It's not because that person who is involved in an eating disorder cannot just change because you're going to say something to them. It's a very recovery from an eating disorder takes a long time and it's a very difficult process. Confronting is the first step, and so saying I'm worried because of whatever you've seen happening, whatever you've heard them say, whatever you see them doing. And I often tell people it's probably a really good idea to write it down before you confront them because when you're in the situation, it may get highly emotionally charged and you may have a difficult time not saying, you need to stop doing it. So it would be easier to write it down and even practice it. Also, if you find you're in that situation and you can't say it, you can hand them a piece of paper and say, I really, really care about you, and I, this is very hard for me, but I, I care enough about you that I have to have, to have this conversation. And if the person says, you know, you're, you're full of whatever and it's not true and you're worried about nothing, they're just not hungry right now or whatever the things that are going on, that would be pretty normal. It's great if they say, thank you so much, I wanted someone to confront me, but because it's so hard to give up, right. 
that's probably not going to happen, at least not initially. But they're going to remember later. I've had so many students tell me that the person that they confronted them, they got really angry at, but later they remembered that someone cared enough to actually say something. And that meant a lot, because a lot of people avoid because it's just so difficult to do. Does that help a little? Absolutely, okay. yeah, thank you. The other resources are, um, I'm the nutritionist on campus, and services for students are absolutely free of charge. <laughs> Complimentary. Hey, well, for, uh, Complimentary. <laughs> for, for college yeah. kids, that is, a, that is awesome. Actually, it's a good it's a university perk for sure. And that's an issue that I deal with quite a bit. It's the majority of actually what I see at various levels. So you can call um, 355-7593. That's my direct line if you'd just like to talk to me about that. Um, you can also call 432-1229 and make an appointment to, to see me. And if you have trouble... Making an appointment because my schedule doesn't match your schedule or whatever, definitely get a hold of me personally because I will adjust my schedule. The other is that um, Dave Novicki at the MSU Counseling Center, 355-8270, runs an eating disorder support group on Wednesdays and Thursdays, and that is free of charge. So I hope uh-huh. that helps you so a little bit. Yeah, there's there's a lot of events and a, a lot of um, channels that people can mm-hmm. take if they The have main thing questions. is to get into the system in any way possible so that you can find out what your options are. And did, uh, also so that it becomes less scary and less intimidating. Did you get all those numbers down? <laughs> yeah, I did. Thanks a lot. Okay. okay. Just making sure. I tried to say them. <laughs> you, you said them. <laughs> I was just making sure. Does that, how, does that help? Yeah. Thanks so much for your time. I appreciate it. No problem. No problem. Thanks, thanks for calling. For calling. Well, yep. next, actually, hold on right there. I will, uh, I will put you on hold. And uh, all you listeners out there, we're going to take a quick break right here on uh, 88.9. Um, this is Impact Sex Exposure. And uh, stay tuned. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. Smoking Helpline. Yes, I need to start smoking right away. Excuse me? I need to start smoking. Well, actually, it's the Stop Smoking Helpline. The people in the apartment next to mine smoke three packs a day, and it drives me crazy. So I'm thinking four packs will do it. I think you want MySmokeFreeApartment.org. It gives you the information you need to work toward a smoke-free apartment building. A smoke-free building? Without all that? Smoking. Uh, yeah, that's right. Make your apartment smoke-free without making a stink. MySmokeFreeApartment.org When you get up in the morning and turn on the radio, you don't want to hear those other guys talking on your way to work, do you? You don't want to hear talking. You want to hear music. So here at The Impact, we are making you a promise. We're calling it the More Music Mornings 89 Second Play. We, the Impact, pledge that every weekday morning from 8 to 10 a.m., we will shut up and play music. We pledge that we won't talk for more than 89 seconds at a time, meaning more music all morning long. We pledge that every caller who requests a song between 8 and 10 a.m. Monday through Friday will be entered to win a great Impact prize. And we pledge that in return for your listening to us, we will listen to you and play more music that you want to hear. So tune into The Impact for more music mornings. Let us know what to play, and maybe you can win some cool stuff. Only here on 88.9 The Impact. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. Phone lines are open at 432-3893. And now, back to Exposure. Well, welcome back to uh, Impact Exposure. This is a special edition this month, Impact Sexposure, and uh, we are joined right now with uh, Andrew and Casey and Aaron and Rhonda, and uh, all very, very, uh, I was going to say very, very experts, but I don't think that makes any sense. <laughs> they know a lot about uh, the topic for Impact Sexposure right now, and this is body image and sexuality. And again, phone lines are open at 432-3893. So if you have any questions, we just took a caller uh, right there, and you can... Call right up, and we'll be more than happy to uh, help you out if you have any have any questions. So yeah, or even if you just want to comment, and you know you you want to talk about body image on campus and how you feel about it, and um, what you want to do to start a revolution, because we always promote <laughs> activism <laughs> on campus. Activism. And uh, I know there are some women that came out of the vagina monologues, which I was in last month, that we now meet on Sundays, and we're uh, going to start reading the Good Body next mm. week and talking about it um, together. And so if you are interested interested in joining that you know we we meet at gone wired so you can call me up at olin um this is erin and i uh, can get you in on that and there are some women that are coming out of that group that that really do want to start a revolution they actually made t-shirts that say start a revolution love your body and 
Um, so they're really into yeah. it, you know, and it's it's small. I mean, there's maybe eight, eight or ten of us, but... Um, Start in your own space. Go from there. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's Absolutely. Right. Make an impact with those who you can. Well, you know, and I think so. that when more and more people see it's possible to say you love your body and be okay with it, yeah. I mean, that's empowering, and I think that that just generates more activism mm-hmm. instead of just accepting... I need to lose weight or something's wrong yeah. with my body, whatever. And so. I think it's time we stop we stop letting each other talk like that, mm-hmm. you know? Absolutely. If Even Challenging. just stopping it right there. When you hear someone say that, say, hey. Why? I mean, uh, yeah, why are you saying that? How, what's really going on with you? I mean, it goes back to the language of fat. Are you having a bad day? Yeah. You know, how many people, when someone says, do I look fat in this? You go, wow, tired, feel bad, something going on? Yeah. Let's talk about it instead of saying... Um, there's no correct answer to that question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no win situation. And even saying that to someone can infuriate them. Oh. I'm not going to answer that. <laughs> well, that's the best answer, actually. Yeah. I think, too, in that same vein, um, trying to put an end to the, the talk of, you know, I can't eat this right now because, you know, yeah. um, it's got too many calories in it or, you know, I, I'm going to have to work out if, or I, it's after, fat if I eat this. Or it's, yeah. yeah, or it has fat in it. Yeah. When it probably has a lot of other stuff in it too. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And fat is actually an essential and a very good nutrient. So exactly. what's wrong with fat? And just eating fat doesn't make you fat. That's right. not what it's about. So, but it's that it's fattening food. Yeah. Yeah. It's not true. But yeah, I think that's that's part of the whole, you know, language of negative body image that that needs to. I mean, that if we're gonna make a change in society, things like that need to be. Need to change. Well, we're going to have to change a lot of TV commercials. Yes. <laughs> 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 yep. Advertisements, that's I'm for sure. Some that, that you see these days. Oh, I know. It's like this, this happens every day. Everyone's beautiful and perfect every day. It's like, I well, sometimes just no. the things they say. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was thinking, even like as I was putting together the research on this agenda, I was thinking, I think about 90% of the spam email I get is either lose weight or for, like, some type of Viagra. (laughs) Like, you know, what's the society telling us? You need to be thin and have a huge penis. Like, apparently those are the only two (laughs) things. Even women always be hard. Even women. Even women. (laughs) No, no, thank you. I'm pretty. I'm okay. But thanks. (laughs) I love my vagina. Well, and I think that it's, it's about time that we... Stop accepting it. We say, no, I'm not taking it anymore. I'm over it. Like, I don't want to talk about my body anymore like this, you know? And until we get there and we have the society to support that kind of thinking, I mean, it's going to be a long time. Like you said, mm-hmm. culture change takes a long time. And we have and a long think, ways to go. Yes. <laughs> and it is frustrating and it's a painstaking fight. But if we just give up. Right. And one thing that we mentioned, well, I wasn't here, but everyone else mentioned on last month's show was, you know, just having the permission, giving yourself permission to talk about these things and accept them and talk about them with your friends or with, you know, call in today if you have questions, comments, concerns, and, you know, just really give yourself permission to embrace this issue as a non-issue. You know, does that make sense? I kind of rambled there. You you made me think about sort of joining with what you were saying, Erin, about the whole, um, the group from vagina monologues getting together and reading The Good Body and able to talk about all of those issues in an activist way. But a lot of times when I'm doing programs or talking to students, I often hear that women are hardest on each other. Yeah. Are women really going to be comfortable in a group talking about their body in a really positive way Mm -hmm. and not talking about dieting or what was bad that they ate last week or... Or any of those things. You know, I'm just bringing that up as sort of a discussion. And I don't know about men. Would, are men comparative? Or I, You know what? I, I would say they are. And well. It's, I mean, <laughs> Come on, you guys. <laughs> I, I think if you do think of it in a certain context, they are. And it, it, I mean, if you really thought about it and compared it to women, it, it, might, it might even be shocking. Because, I mean, you, you see guys talking to each other in the gym, and they're complimenting the hell out of each other. <laughs> they're t- saying, hey, you're, you know, you're... Uh, your biceps are looking good. I mean, because they're usually on a program that they're working through something. Yeah, some really intensive weight program. Yeah, yeah. so uh, I think I think it is maybe that guys are maybe more complimentary than maybe women are to each because other. Because other than the gym, do they even talk about it? Oh, probably not. I mean, women tend to talk about <laughs> if they're talking like, about the gym outside yeah. the gym. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think I think men also have it kind of going both ways now, trying to bulk up and trying to slim down because there's that whole. You know, scene star, hipster, rock star yeah. girl, gene look. Pack. You know, yeah, six yeah. pack, but broad. Yeah, muscle, broad shoulders, rippled. but also, you know, the the um, 
you know, libertines with the little tiny little waists and the girl jeans that are super thin and um, and then the guys who are super bulked up, you know, I think there's pressure on, whereas girls, I mean, I think, I think it's become almost an issue that everyone's so aware of that it's a little, a little easier now just because you are so aware of it, whereas men, I think there's more subtle messages and coming from every direction where I, I think, I'm not a man, but I think it could be pretty confusing, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's like you get one message which says, be a bodybuilder, and the other one says, well, no, you got to be a, a slim, suave male like model or something, runner, yeah, or, or right. like a run, runner or a swimmer Build, or something. Right. Mm-hmm. And actually, uh, you really bring up a good point, Casey, because when, when and we, we all talked about this before the break, what can you do when it comes to relationships and communication with those? Because if all this is going on in someone's head, whether you're a guy in a gym, you know, or if, if you're just sitting around in a group talking with, with people about your body, mm-hmm. what can you do in relationships in terms of communication? How can you bring that out? I mean, I, I remember reading just through the Sexual Etiquette 101 book, you know, with that same cartoon that said, you know, when will she see her body the way I do? At the very end, it says, you know, I, the, you know, guy in the bubble said, you know, I keep telling her that, but she doesn't seem to want to listen. And, but is it, is it getting through? I guess is kind of my question. Like, so, and um, Rhonda brought this up as well. When you're, you know, people are like, well, whatever, or they just kind of, you know, say whatever. I, I don't want to hear it right now. Is the repetition or the um, interest to keep going back and keep addressing it using the I word, you know, et cetera, but is it getting through uh, to the degree that we hope it is? I have this, um, it's a card actually I found at a store, but I have it hung up in my office and it's just, you know, the one I'm talking about, the man and a woman there, looks like from the 50s, but they're walking and she says, do I look fat in this? And there's this little bubble in his head that says, do I look stupid? (laughs) (laughs) And I just like it because, wow, how do you answer that question, which we were kind of alluding before that, um, (laughs) you know, and you were saying how to be an activist. You know, it's about changing first your language about how you talk about yourself and saying, you know what, even I'm going to always say positive things. And if I can't say positive, I'm at least going to say neutral. I mean, if I'm working with someone, it's very hard to change body image. And when you look at research and you look at someone, for example, who has a very distorted body image like say in an eating disorder they they say you can make you can help someone get to the point where they're eating normally it may take several years but they can get there but how they feel about their body is going to take even longer to feel mm-hmm. positive about than changing what they're eating and i think even if you don't even if you don't have um a perception that's quite as diluted as that even if you just you know aren't comfortable naked that can be really hard in a sexual relationship if you're constantly wanting the lights off to be under the covers you know and your Especially partner if you don't talk about it right yeah and you're you know that that can be a source of conflict between two people who are engaging who are choosing to engage in a sexual relationship right. and so i you know like if you're if you're uncomfortable maybe think about looking at your body naked and you know exploring your your body as a human body and what a piece of art it is just the way it is not you know looking in a mirror to see where you need to you know if you need to do more crunches or push-ups today or you know just like really just accepting who you are and being okay saying to your partner hi this is my body i here it is for you you know what i mean like or even saying to your partner I'm really uncomfortable with my body right, right now. And right, I just need you to understand that it's not you, it's me, and yeah. I'm working on it. And the partner not saying, oh, but you're beautiful, which is okay to say, I guess, that you're beautiful and all of that, because they're probably not going to take that in. But to no. say, wow, I'm really sad that you feel that way. I feel like you're beautiful, and I wish that you felt like it too. I mean, don't minimize what that person is feeling, because right. it can be so powerful. Mm-hmm. But just not in, in understanding, too, that you... You don't have the ability to fix it for that person. Yeah. Because a lot of times people just want to fix it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I think that falls into relationships in general. When someone is feeling poorly about a situation, we try to minimize it for them. Like, oh, it won't be a big deal. You know, we'll go and we'll have fun. Or, you know, it's it's fine. Whatever you're wearing, whatever you're wearing is fine. We'll go and we'll have a good time and and you'll be over it. But it's they're not over it. And you have to recognize it and acknowledge it that it is a fact for them. And while it may not be a reality for you, it is their reality. Mm-hmm. So acknowledge it, say how you feel about it, and then move on. It's kind of the thing that yeah. Dr. D always talks about, the difference between guys and girls uh, in that situation. There a guy's going to be like, well, what can I do to fix it? And yeah. really, 
all you can really do is be supportive. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're not going to just... I can just care. Right. Yeah. And there's nothing you can do to say, or say specifically that's going to be a magic word to fix it. So yeah. just, to, just to know that and not be pushy about it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if you've just tuned in, this is Impact Exposure, and we're here talking about body image and sexuality. Phone lines are open at 432-3893. And this might be getting a little philosophical, but, I mean, acceptance is the essence, really, of, of love and of a relationship because it's kind of a, a really healthy give and take that's mm-hmm. always happening. And, to, and I think uh, you brought up a really good point because to say kind of minimize it you know put it under the and i didn't even think about that myself until it was just said because it's funny you know we have shows like this we want to bring out issues and talk about them and expose them sorry for the (laughs) sorry for the little little little, uh um but it's it's true because we have all the stuff we're getting stuff out in the open but you're right because when you go into talking with your friends etc it's just kind of minimal it's oh whatever don't worry about it you know it's okay and that's a really good point because we can talk about this you know we're on the air right now etc but I, I think if you're listening out there that's a really good point that our panelists brought up because always remember that you have the option you have the, the choice to accept yourself or to give in to that kind of societal stereotype, et cetera. And the more you get it out in the open, the more you're, you want to communicate with people is really the essential thing. Mm-hmm. And I think taking that a step further is when you are saying, oh, it'll be all right, oh, it'll be all right, would you say that to yourself? And then why not? Like why if you can look at another person and only give them compliments about their body, why can't you do that for your own body? And, you know, would mm-hmm. would you say about someone else's body, the things that you say about your body. I often you say, tell someone to think about if you had a child that was right there. And would you say the same things to the child that you, mm-hmm. that you are now saying to yourself? And why wouldn't you? So why would you say them to yourself? The same thing that you're doing is, why would you be so negative and so hard on yourself? But, you know, when you talked about people having choices to accept or not accept, I think a lot of people don't think they have a choice. Right. Sure. It's either... It's like it's like society's this kind of big wall. That's well, they think that's what you have you. to have, and I mean, I think right. that comes from. Um, there's a book called The Body Project by Joan Brumberg, and she talked about all the things that come together to make us so negative about our body now. And why is it, say, in the 1800s, that that was not true? That women would do things for, and she uses women primarily in her book, but that women and then would to do something in the 1860s to feel good, they'll do something for the church, the family, the community. We'd all be sort of internally motivated. Mm-hmm. And now, if you ask women how they'll feel better, and perhaps even men, is they'll you know go to the gym more often, they'll lose 10 pounds, they'll get some new clothes, they'll get a new haircut. You know, it's all more externally motivated. Mm-hmm. And what are all the factors that made it seem like that's the way you have to go, versus just you know, internally looking for recognition and validation. And there's a lot of factors which come from education, medical field, family structure, communities, media. I mean, it's not just media. We talk a lot about that, but there's a lot of places that that comes from. And I think it's important to point out, too, that all those things aren't necessarily bad things. In fact, they can be definitely good things. It's just important to have a balance and not just have your focus be on, I need to lose this 10 pounds, and I'm so I'm going to work out. And I mean, you should want to be going to work out because it's fun or you enjoy it or right. it's how you like to spend your time. Yeah, and, it, and yeah. it shouldn't be in place of, you know, you know, going to see a movie that you want to see and all these other things. It's just, it's important to have a balance. And I think if some people can get obsessed or too focused on certain things and, you know, it's, it's kind of like when we talk about, um, moderation is, is the key. <laughs> so, yeah. so much. <laughs> so much. And every, I mean, to live a healthy lifestyle, moderation is the key, I would say. Yeah, and I think in our pers- in our pursuit of happiness, you know, <laughs> looking for a good balance, you know, can I skip the gym and go sit outside at Bravo and have a glass of wine? Is that okay? If it's not, and you have a real negative reaction to that, I mean, that may be an issue you want to look at. You know, if you miss one morning of swimming, are you going to be freaked out for the rest of the day that everything you eat is going to add that you can't eat right that you have to go twice the next day or right whatever exactly so i think it's it's recognizing that you know 
if you want to wake up at five in the morning and go to the gym, that's fine. But if you miss that day, no, no, no. These are the conversations you and I have had, though, about about the people you see there. That if they miss one day, they're like, like, to be there every day, and they freak out, right? Exactly. So if if some of those things are happening to you, you're going to look at. How much importance that's taken in your life, and why much, it is. Right. I mean, this is you're missing life. Yeah, especially in a in a kind of a kind of by the books, by the watch society, like American society. And I, I know that the Good Body talks about this as, as being like a, almost a global phenomenon. You know, when you were interviewing um, uses women primarily as examples, but around the world, you know, oh, I could just change this and that. But in such a heavily external society as mm-hmm. American culture and society. Uh, it's very hard to um, even realize, and the point was brought up, even realize that you're affected, um, even realize that you're in this wave. I mean, I think myself included, and this is definitely true, and, you know, I had the, a test the next day, but it, it breaks down with everything. Is oh, there's no problem. I can handle it. I'm I'm not affected. And it's, it's one of those things where um, it's like, oh, I, not, there's no problem until it happens to you or until you start seeing that this can affect me and to kind of break out of that whole uh, mindset of just being I'm just going to go with the flow whatever if society demands this of me that's what I'm going to give society but it's more just turning it on yourself and looking at who you are the scary thing about it too is our society is is seen as the I don't know a, a lot around the, around the world is seen as the premier society that people want to model themselves after. <laughs> so it's it's bleeding into every other society in, all across the world the americanization globally and they're taking, you know, on our our fast food restaurants, our corporations, all that stuff. But on top of that, they're also taking our body image issues, um, everything like that. And this e- success. Yeah, mm-hmm. this Eva Ensler book, The Good Body, uh, mentions that a little bit. And, you know, it's it's scary. And, and it's it, it kind of gives us more of an onus, I would say, to to start trying to make a difference. Absolutely. And it even comes down to, it's not, you know, we said it's not just about weight or certain pieces of your body, but even, I mean, if you look at skin, it mentions in the good body about um, the skin bleaching creams that are available in certain places because that attainment of having a lighter complexion is so important for some people, even to the point where it affects who you marry and the caste system that you get to, you know, that you come into play with in India and other places where they have caste systems and um, trying to marry up means having lighter skin so you're putting these bleaching creams on and I mean it's it's so much more than just weight for people that it's it's a really serious issue and I think the the number of nose jobs in this country I I don't remember the number but it's outrageous the number of people who are getting plastic surgery on their face or but then you you go back to reality TV where they have the shows where people are changing their bodies yeah yeah. we've normalized this is elective surgery I mean people are playing out of pocket for loans I mean entire mortgages on whole houses to get <laughs> that, you know what they may not be happy and that's and the, the thing they don't get is that if they're not happy not where right. they are now they're probably not going to be truly happy yeah. if they stop and ask themselves yeah, imagine see a korean woman remove asia from their eyelids like yeah. all yeah. that's yeah, yeah. like having eyelids it's it's an epidemic and we can sit here and say that's ridiculous but we'll never know until we've been in those shoes exactly you know? until we've had dark skin where people look down on us or we've had eyes that are slanted and people look at you, you know, like that's unattractive because it's not what they see in the media. And we're always trying to attain that impossible image. Mm-hmm. And that's, and that's actually a really good point because we are, that, that's why we're trying to bring this down to a, a local level, especially like on MSU, because if you can start working on yourself, instead of trying to please side, if you can start working on yourself at, at an earlier point in time, the earlier you do it, the better, the earlier you can accept yourself, the better. And there are activities that are coming up, which um, we can also, uh, if, if you have questions or if you have um, issues or, and, or you just want to comment, um, you can go and learn more. So uh, what are some of the activities that people listening right now can um, go to? <laughs> sure. Well, um, you know, I think what's important to, to talk about first is that the reason that we have body image as a topic on sex exposure is because it is so ingrained in relationships and sexual health and the choices that we make around those issues. Um, so that is the reason that, you know, part of the reason we talk about body image. Um, and tomorrow at the Women's Resource Center Health Fair, it's on the main floor of the union from 1130 to 1:30. we'll be there with... Um, all of our HIV testing stuff, how to get tested for HIV, talking about sexual health. So you can come visit me or John Kermit. will also be there from the Life Rx 
testing um, and, and talking about fitness and some of the things you can do around that. Um, so from 1130 to 1.30 at the Union, come visit us um, and ask us questions. We'll have goodies. We'll have absolutely <laughs> candy, all kinds of other fun things. Yeah. Um, and then tomorrow night, uh, you can come from 6.30 to 9. We are actually commemorating the, the close of Black AIDS Awareness Month. Um, with Selvi Hall, who is a HIV-positive speaker. Um, she'll be coming to talk about her struggle and how she contracted HIV, um, and I'm sure that body image will come up in that because we're going to be talking about relationships and trusting trusting people and all of that, um, as well as the that's MSU Black Poet Society will be there um, doing that, some poetry. And that's at 132 Hubbard Hall from 630 to 9. Yes, so definitely come out because we'll have refreshments and um, be continuing this discussion. That's tomorrow, right? Tomorrow, yeah, from tomorrow 6.30 to 9. So two events tomorrow that you can come visit us at, oh. which is great. <laughs> um, and then next week, um, on Monday, March 19th, um, you can come visit us in Brody, Main Building. We'll be having Sex, Jeopardy, and Multipropers Room C, and also a body image discussion. Rhonda, you'll mm -hmm. be there holding a body image discussion. What time is yours? 7.30 to 8. Okay, so 7.30 to 8 in the Brody main building. I don't know what room. <laughs> I'm sure there'll be a directory somewhere. <laughs> to be announced. <laughs> to be announced. There. So the whole event starts at 7 o'clock in the Brody main building on Monday, March 19th. Um, so you can come visit us, talk about sex, talk about body image. There'll be separate sessions. It's a whole health conference. Um, so bring your friends. It goes on for two hours, and there's lots of sessions to come to. So those are the main things going on. What else, Casey? Was there anything else um, that you wanted to talk about? Oh, um, also, there is a really amazing thing going on um, in April. It's called Operation Freefall, and um, on April 28th, there will be lots and lots of people from the MSU community, I know of 25 off the top of my head, that are taking part um, in a two-mile high stand against sexual assault. And basically what they're doing is raising money to donate to SOAR, speaking out about rape, um, and Operation Freefall, which gets people up in a plane, and skydiving down to take a two-mile high stand against sexual assault and saying, we're not putting up with it anymore. And they raise, they each raise $600, um, and the majority of that money, I can't tell you the amount because um, I don't know off the top of my head, but the majority of that money does go to support um, speaking out about rape and in other local area sexual anti-sexual violence organizations. So um, I know a very personal story of a good friend of mine who was in um, a, a domestic violence situation where she was in a five-year relationship, and she is actually going to be part of this um, Operation Freefall because she has gotten out of the relationship, and she's going she's gonna to do this. She's going to jump out of a plane. So um, <laughs> to raise money, yeah. So to raise money for them and to help put uh, Chris up there in an airplane as well Just as several. March. It's, March. Well, it's April 28th is the event, but to help get them up there in that plane, um, we're asking people to come out, uh, if you can, to B-dubs uh, for a fundraiser on March 28th. 20% uh, of the sales that you purchase that night will go towards putting Chris and some other women up in a plane to jump out um, and say they're not putting up with that's it anymore great. and that's support great. SOAR. That's so. great. And that, that's amazing because we actually had, um, we were, we were last exposure show, not last week because that was spring break, but the week before we were talking about uh, Operation Freefall. And at that time, I think uh, I think it's been going on like maybe three years, something like that. It's Six years, maybe? Oh, about six, six years. Six wow. years. And so, uh, and, and actually, just two weeks ago, um, they said that they only had about 11 people. Now I'm hearing it's 25. I mean, this yeah. is something that is growing more and more each year, and it's something that um, is definitely awesome to yeah. get involved in, for sure. So uh, you need one of these coupons. So the date is March 28th, and if you want a coupon to be able to give 20% of your purchase that night, um, come up to Olin on the third floor, and we have a ton of these flyers. Can we have them tomorrow at the Union? We will have them tomorrow at the Union. We'll try and take them to all of our events. Right. Um, so if you want to help out Chris and the rest of the people jumping out of a plane. It's <laughs> great. I'm always, also, I'm always for fundraising for people jumping out of place. Yeah. Yeah, no matter what it's for. As you should right. be. <laughs> also, April's kind of a special month. We have two sex exposures. And April 3rd, we don't have a topic yet. And so um, if you've been listening to the show or if you want to catch up real quick on the podcasts that are up on the Impact website, which is www.89fm.org. Impact89fm.org. Okay. 
good. And then um, you can listen to our podcast, see what we haven't covered yet, and give me a call. My number is 353-5546, and let me know what else you want to hear. And then April 27th, mark your calendars, because it's the last show of the semester and of the year, and we're doing a summer loving show, which will cover long-distance relationships, summer flings, and... The dreaded question, how do I meet someone after I graduate? Um, so <laughs> if you have any... Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so give me a call um, if you guys have any ideas or things that you want covered in either of those shows. Again, my number is 353-5546. And this is Casey, in case you can't tell the three of us females apart. <laughs> <laughs> also, I just wanted to mention the Spartans are playing on Thursday. <laughs> that is true. That is true. And Sunday. And Sunday, and the Saturday. On oh yeah, the ladies on Sunday, right? Yeah. Uh, and they're playing East Lansing, so go check them out. Yes, um, but go state all weekend. And actually, hockey is playing U of M on Friday night in the yeah, playoffs too. Game. And you can catch all of this up at the Spartan Sports Wrap on Monday night. Just <laughs> yes, awesome. <laughs> it all covered. But yeah. go state. Yes, uh, every team. Go I want to thank Rhonda definitely for yeah. joining us tonight. Yeah, oh, and a definitely. shout out to Dr. D, who was unable to be with us today because he is ill. Rhonda and well Andrew soon. and Casey and Aaron. I mean. Everyone, I just wanted to thank you all. I'm sure the listeners feel the exact same way. Um, thank this, you. Well, no problem at all. And this is uh, this is Impact's Exposure. Again, uh, if you uh, have any more questions, uh, definitely make sure. And we will be getting on some more great Exposure topics uh, in the upcoming month for sure. Talk to you soon. So, right. Awesome. Well, it is thank 8 o'clock. I'm, no problem. Thank you. Uh, I'm Alex Rusciano. Stay tuned because you will be listening to more of uh, the future of music. This is Impact 89FM. Thanks for listening to this evening's Exposure, only on 88.9 The Impact.